Hi there, and welcome to the Pearls from My Mom podcast. Every mom has special pearls of wisdom she passes on to her kids. In this podcast, we'll be talking about those pearls of wisdom, as well as the life lessons that our moms have passed down to us. We will be sharing to keep the legacy alive. Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to Pearls from My Mom, the podcast. My name's Jesse, and I'm your host. Very excited to be with you today. Just want to take a quick second and thank everybody so much for downloading and tuning in to Pearls from My Mom every week. I really appreciate just the fact that you're listening out there is amazing to me. Um, I would love it if you'd interact with me on the social media. So I've got, you know, the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group, all that other kind of stuff. So I will give you my details at the end and please feel free to connect with me. That's what makes this so, so amazing for me. So thank you everybody for tuning in and I think you're really going to enjoy our show today. I am with a really special lady. Her name is Kelly Belt and she is a mom. She's an entrepreneur. She actually started a business with her mom called Then and Now Double Takes. It's a photo business. It's really, really cool and you don't have to be local to order with her so I can have her talk about that at the end. But for now, let's say hello to Kelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hey, Jesse. I'm doing good. Doing good. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so happy that you're here. Well, I'm thankful you had me. Perfect. So we're going to jump into it. Of course, you want to tell us about your mom and we want to hear all about her. So why don't we just start off and have you tell us a little bit about your mom? You know, what kind of person she was, maybe what she did, all that kind of stuff. Oh, great. Okay. So I was trying to think about that. My mom, um, she, first of all, she had four kids. So, um, she was busy. I was going to say busy, Uh, probably the best word for that. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And as for almost the whole time I can remember, I think I was seven when she, she opened her own, um, Mexican restaurant. And so she worked a lot she worked a lot but she because it was her own business we were all involved quite a bit and so um she was very active in church she if there was something that she enjoyed doing she was very passionate about it um she liked teaching Sunday school to teenage girls like seventh and eighth grade girls were her her favorite um she was uh, I'm trying to trying to think the best way to describe her. She was not. She was never held back from getting her hands dirty with whatever that looked like, whether that was in relationships or just helping. She liked to be um, connected to people. That was probably her favorite thing. And so um, I didn't realize until after she was gone. Uh, there's there were so many things about her that I didn't realize until after she was gone when I kind of started doing this self-analysis of what why am I like that and the, and kind of discovering along the way things that she did maybe that we didn't even realize that she'd done um she was kind of silly about things like she was a fanny pack wearer um she had a <laughs> now, you know <laughs> you know, all back in style now these days. <laughs> I know, I know, um, which is hilarious. I bought one actually that has um, pizza. I think it has pizza on it, but hers are just plain black, um, and they have had a pocket for everything. And so um, I try to think about sometimes because um, 
Facebook had just kind of started kicking off. Um, but I like, I always think of how would she be with Facebook right now? Like, I think it would be her thing. Like, I think she would like love it. Anyway. Well, yeah, she um, to connect. She'd be all, she'd be all up in Facebook. <laughs> all yes. Yeah. That's awesome. She and sounds like she was like a really great role model for you. I mean, just, well, A, number one, first of all, we didn't even talk about this, Kelly, but the fact that you grew up with a mom who owned a Mexican restaurant, that's phenomenal. Like, do you love Mexican yeah. food? Are you into Mexican food? Oh, I can't hardly live without it. Yeah. I yeah. know. Well, that's like, ugh, it's amazing. <laughs> she, um, and she taught us to be hard. I mean, she was a really hard worker. Like she would, I can remember her like coming home and she would prop her feet up and that's when she would count the deposits. So she like, she worked like she would be work at the front, you know? Um, she taught us to be really hard workers. So I started working there when I was 13. Um, of course being the teenager, I was the one scheduled to work all weekend. And so, um, but yeah, I tell my husband, my husband does not like Mexican food and I'm like, listen, I don't like every day. I could eat it every day. That's how I grew up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So but she also, after, after, like, after I was out of the house, she really began to, um, be interested in, like, real estate, so she flipped houses, like, she would like to get in and do the work of, like, painting and, um, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and so she had a lot of rental property, um, so, yeah. She was just, like, a really, like an old-fashioned go-getter, like, Yes. And an entrepreneur. She like, I mean, like she always had an idea. Like all, like I think about some of the ideas, like she, she had created, like she didn't really create it, but in her, she had this idea of um, swimsuits for handicapped people that would like, or like elderly people that could Velcro on and off because she, she had had some physical, um, ailments and it swimsuits are hard to get on and off and so she was just like this is ridiculous like you should be able to wear a cute bathing suit without having to you know <laughs> she just had dogs inflatable dog steps I mean she would just come up with all these I I could envision her also on Shark Tank now as well like with something yeah for sure oh that's awesome well I, like I said that's an amazing role model for you and and I think that that's that's awesome. And I know you're an entrepreneur. I mentioned it in the, in the intro that I definitely want to give you a chance to talk about the, uh, the business that you guys started together in a bit. Um, now, it's interesting because you said there that you learned a lot about her after she passed away. And that's a running theme that I've heard a lot of people say. And I would say the same thing about my mom. So number one, let's get some context. How long has it been since she's been gone? So she passed away in January of 2012. Okay. So five and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, you know, that's, that's good for us to know. So tell us a little bit more about learning more about your mom after she passed away and more about how that relates to you as a, as a person as well. Yeah. So, um, there were a lot of things like, of people, well, it started more like people reaching out to us. Um, she had, she had battled ovarian cancer for, um, right, almost exactly four years. Um, she was kind of funny about that quirky about, um, when she got diagnosed, she like looked 
like she knew how long like the statistics were for remission and all of that. And she literally passed away within like two days of the actual, like of her actual diagnosis and statistically like, you know, like statistically people with ovarian cancer live at this stage, whatever, live four years. And she like, she she was like, like one of those things where we were just like, of course you did. You're so stubborn. And you know, like, but, um, people came, so, so people knew she had been sick for a while is, is, you know, they kind of followed her story on, um, we had like a caring bridge site and, um, anyway, she, um, they just like were, oh, did you know, this is, you know, this is what your mom did for me, or did you, or this is why she was special to me. I mean, like, um, just some really interesting conversations, like of people, like we didn't even realize, like my brother ran into someone who, um, had, it was some time after she'd passed probably a couple of years. And he was just like, you know, I'm in like real estate now because your, your mom's the one who encouraged me. Like, and it was like just random. I mean, it wasn't someone she like had a, a like an ongoing relationship with, like she might see him somewhere and she'd like, and so, um, and lots of people like her Sunday school leaders and stuff. But, um, after probably three weeks after she, passed right about three weeks I had already committed to a mission trip to Haiti Mm -hmm. um and I was painting I was actually in in an orphanage and I was painting which you know you're just like is that I'd rather kind of be loving the kids but here I am you know doing this and um it like there was someone or the the gentleman that gave her um at her funeral that gave the pastor that spoke at her funeral had talked about her servant's heart and being on mission trips and um, her being the one like getting down on the floor and making sure there was no paint on the like the paint had no one had dropped specks of paint or whatever and like I'd never I'd never known that part of the store like that part of their trip I think they they had been in Mexico or something and I found myself here in Haiti and I'm like I'm on the floor and that's exactly what I was doing was like scrape I was scraping that like oh we can't leave this a mess kind of thing you know like being the like it was definitely not the the fancy job you know like the the job like oh I'm the one who did this you know it was the and it just like it just like hit me like all of a sudden like oh my gosh that's how that's how mom did you know or um but I find myself too in lots of different circles like helping like trying to help someone trying to get the and there were people that would say like someone's house had caught on fire and mom was the first one that showed up with like basic things like toilet paper and um those kind of things uh there's just a lot like there's just a lot of little things in our like in community that I realized she she passed down to me that I had I had zero clue until she was gone like I made zero connection to that so I and that's you can see that now are yeah oh for sure yeah I think that's that sounds amazing. It sounds like you guys are really close now. So you started working with her at the restaurant when you were 13. I know that you ended up starting a business together later on. So you guys must've been really close, right? So that's interesting too. Um, I was the only girl 
And I think I was probably enough like her that there wasn't, like, I think close can, I think everyone can kind of have their own definition of close. (laughs) I I would say close, but I would definitely say that I was, um, I was, I was not the funnest person to be around, I'm sure, for her. You know, I mean, just like, there were a lot of things, I mean, just laying this out there, being honest, there were a lot of things that got on my nerves both ways, you know, like there were a lot of things that we would um, argue about that were just like, you know, now looking back, they're just, they were stupid, but they were still annoying, (laughs) you know, like, um, but we do live, we did live in the same little community. Um, We did talk every single day. yeah, so I would say yes, we were absolutely close. I know when when she got diagnosed with cancer, um, I made a commitment to myself that I was not going to lose her with regret. Mm, that's awesome. So, um, so like me, me just being hateful, like, I mean, that kind of was our relationship, like, you know, the hateful teenager, the hateful teenage daughter, you know, like she was the one that kind of got the brunt of all that. And in four years, I can remember one time that I thought that I allowed her to see me kind of being irritated in four years. So like, I and I literally, um, I just did, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to have any regrets. And I don't. So I think that was important. That was important to me. And I think knowing up front, um, knowing going into the, the battle that we fought as a family and as her, you know, her fighting cancer, I think having that kind of squared away up front just made it, made everything fall into place to some degree, if that makes sense. So. Oh, definitely. I think that's all you can ask for really. I mean, it sounds like, you know, and I don't know if you've listened, listened at all, but pretty much everybody I've talked to has had some degree of being a complicated relationship with their mom and even me. I mean, there was like a solid year at least where I didn't talk to her because I was being a, you know, a moody. Well, I wasn't even a teenager. Right. I, can't, I can't even blame it on being a teenager. I was like in my 20s, but whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, no, everybody has that. So I don't think, you know, I mean, that's, that's a normal, that's a totally normal thing. So it's not something to, to be upset about, but it sounds like, I mean, you, you didn't have any regrets in the end. And I think that's all you can ask for. Sure. Yes. Uh, so tell me, like, it's been five years. Were you able to talk about her right away with others? Yes. Yes. Um, so she, I think probably, I think probably with her being sick, there was, it almost, we almost kind of turned into this enmeshed family. It was like not, probably not healthy because then once she was gone, it was really hard to, I mean, I, it was good in the beginning, because, and when I say we, I'm talking about mainly my dad and my, my three brothers, um, and of course our extended family, spouses and children and stuff, but, um, we were a great support for each other. Um, we did a lot of things just to kind of process. So a couple days after the funeral, we went, we kind of all got together and we were at my mom and dad's house and (laughs) we went into her closet and one by one, we pulled out her shoes um, because she she had money in her shoes. <laughs> she, <was> so, 
So I think, honestly, after she passed, I think my dad, she had money in the freezer and she had money in her shoes. And I'm thinking we found like a couple thousand dollars. In the freezer? (laughs) Part of it was in the freezer, but there were a couple thousand dollars in her shoes. (laughs) And the only reason we found out is because she was doing cancer treatment in South Korea and we were having a fundraiser garage sale for her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, do not sell my shoes do not sell my shoes. And we were like, mom, that's the weirdest thing. Like you don't even wear these shoes. And so we knew, and and it had been a couple of years. And so, but we knew, okay, there's probably money in these shoes. Like we're just gonna, and we just like laughed. Oh, we laughed about it. And so it was a very, it was very healing. Um, And of course then we had this really funny story to talk about for everyone that we saw. Guess what we just did? We just cleaned out mom's shoes. We found $2,000. You know, like, <laughs> and I have no idea. She did not pass that on to me. Like I, I cannot hold on to cash like that. So um, I don't know where you're she got that. I'm tucking it away in your shoes or anything. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> That is so funny. So, well, you mentioned she did cancer treatment in South Korea. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who's, who's loved one has done that. Yeah. Can you, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, yeah. Cause that's a huge, I mean, that's a huge part of our, um, kind of of our story when she went into, she had done treatment and gone into remission. And when her cancer returned, um, she just kind of had some things fall into place with a couple of people that she had, that she knew that had gone, um, strange connection, like a couple of different people that weren't like directly connected. But anyway, she just, she just knew that that's what she was supposed to do. Um, and so her and my dad packed up and went, um, they got there sometime right after Christmas of 2000 and nine so they were there at the beginning of 2010 mm-hmm. um and basically she was doing a treatment which now actually honestly it seems to be um really getting to it was kind of like advanced treatment so the u.s is starting to look more into like stem cell treatment and genetic testing more and those kind of things a lot but at the time they were not Um, and so, but that they were in South Korea. And so, um, she still did chemo, but she got healthy stem cells from like healthy donors, like that had donated their own stem cells. Um, and so it kind of helped rebuild her, her system back up. And so it, and I really, you know, it was, it was one of those things. So my mom was definitely a believer, a Christian, and she just had, um, she just felt like that that was something that God wanted her to do. Now, she obviously didn't survive her cancer. So um, that's been something that's kind of been part of our faith journey of as a family of like, what, what was the, what was the point of that kind of, if that makes sense, because what happened is she came home in March. So she was there three months. She came home in March and then um, she got really sick again and she went back and she because she did not like, um, she was kind of done with the way cancer treat, like just the, the hospital feel. And there it was much more like a community almost. I, I don't know how, I don't really know how to explain it other than that. But, um, 
Anyways, each of us went and spent about, when I say each of us, my youngest brother, I have two younger brothers and older brother. So all four of us spent about two weeks in South Korea with my parents while she was doing treatment. And so um, I, it was just kind of a, it was a, a very um, bonding time. It was a, it was a, I mean, I think, I think none of us would trade it, honestly. So, but yeah. I mean, you know, I like you might as well try it, right? Like if you're right, exactly. I could. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And I think that describes my mom. I think that like that, her doing that was just like, who does that? Who just packs up and go, you know, goes and spends six months in a, in a foreign country. And, and she just was like, she was that per, I mean, she was that person. She was just like, um, she was not just because it wasn't the normal thing to do didn't mean she wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. um, She was a risk risk taker. And, and maybe that, you know, that, yeah, that definitely, definitely just, you know, I think there are a lot of people that have done a lot of things because even in our family, even between the the five of us, like things that we might've been more reserved about Mm -hmm. just from stepping out and doing that. So anyway um yeah well you mentioned that 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 was a bonding experience for your family and you what kind of from any point in your you and your mom's time together do you have any favorite memories like what kind of favorite memories can you think of with your mom huh yeah so um I'm trying to think that that did just um remind me of when there was a time when so when she first got diagnosed I went and stayed in the hospital with her I mean that kind of being the only girl uh, I fell very much into that role of the caregiver like the one I mean um, that kind of stuck by her side in those kind of situations and so but I can remember staying in the hospital with her and we had a we had a dvd player and we watched hairspray Mm-hmm. You know, the musical Hairspray? Like the new one, yeah. the one that, not the one with Ricky Lake. Yes. Okay, okay, got it. Right. And we laughed so hard. <laughs> no, it wasn't the new one. It was the old one, I think. It was the one with, but we just, I mean, it was just like one of those, so those times are some of my best, my best memories. Um, we watch, and, and another time, and we didn't do that, like, that wasn't like a, our thing, like to sit and watch movies together. We were always both too busy doing things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but while she was um, probably that last couple weeks before she passed, we watched, um, or no, it was the, it was, it was the, it was probably six months before she passed. We watched um, that one, Julia, is it Julia, Julia, the cooking show, the one with about um, Julia Childs and, um, the, the young girl follows her blog and learns to cook all her recipes or mm-hmm. anyways, we watched that one. Yeah. So I think probably my favorite, I mean, some of my favorite times is uh, just her with my kids, my boys. She really, she really liked being their grandma. I mean, she thought that was probably one of her favorite things is making the, making the grandkids feel special. Mm-hmm. She would do like a, a one, what did she, I forgot what she called it, but she would like wanted to take them like for a day. The older kids they took, so I have two older, a niece and a nephew that are quite a bit older than my kids. 
And so they like her, my dad like took them like on a camping, like in an RV trip, you know, but my kids were still small enough. They would just take them like to the zoo or take them to a pond to fish or, um, so those, those things are, those things I miss a lot. Like the mothering thing, like the things that you would just say, I can remember right after she was gone, like my my boy one of my boys being sick and just going who's who's calling to ask me all the questions about you know how he's feeling and you know just moms do that like they just know to call and and ask those things and that kind of absence of of having to let someone else fill fill those roles has been not the not it's not been my favorite it's definitely not been my favorite that's what I miss the most I think Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, I can totally agree with you there. I used to call my mom every day and it was always kind of, you know, it was always bittersweet after she passed away when my kids would learn something new or my kids would do something for the first time. I'd like immediately go to reach for the phone and then be like, no, I'm not, she's not there, you know? So <laughs> I know what you're talking about there. And and you do have, I, my mom, I remember talking to her, you know, we had a good relationship for the most, you know, like I said, after that complicated period, we did have a really good relationship, but I think it became so much better after I had my own kids. I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. because I understood her more or it, you know, she just loved being a grandma. Like you, like you said, your mom did. Um, but I think that that really strengthened the bond with my mom and me. So knowing that, you know, your mom's gone now, how do you keep her memory alive with your kids? So that we talk about it we seem to, we don't talk about her as much, um, but there's still like all these little pl- things. So she was Mama Dawn to them. Her, um, that's what she, she was actually Mama Dawn before she ever had grandkids. She wanted, she had some um, college kids from church camp calling her that. And so she was Mama Dawn. And so we laugh sometimes about things. She, um, when she was doing cancer treatment, her her feet got neuropathy on them. So she was always nervous about the the little kids like stepping on her toes on her feet. And so she would kind of do this little scream thing and we'd laugh about that. Um, I laugh sometimes about the things my, my husband does. He is just like him and my mom had like this love hate relationship. Like he just aggravated the fire out of her. Like our wedding, and our wedding at the pictures, um, as we were like running to the car, like as we're leaving, he had a can of silly string in his pocket and he took it out to spray everyone. And the photographer caught him like spraying it directly at my mom, like directly. And so that was kind of there. And she thought that was great. You know, she just like, um, so there are things that he does that it's like, hilarious like he shops at Goodwill and that was her thing like she would hit every Goodwill like she was a garage seller so like we like for her birthday this year my youngest son and I went garage selling all day and then went to the Goodwill you know it was just like one of those like (laughs) that's awesome we're gonna celebrate yeah and so we do those kind of things um she always had to have the bite your she always had to have a bite of your food like she might order like something really small. Like if we're all eating at a restaurant, it's something really small. 
and then taste everyone else's because she couldn't decide on one thing. And so, um, a couple of years ago, I was asking my husband for and he for a bite of something, and he was just like, "Okay, Mama Don." I mean, like, <laughs> oh, so. Well, she sounds so funny. Little things like that. Yeah, for sure. She sounds incredible. She sounds so fun. I would love to garage sale with your mom, like, or you know, <laughs> go to Goodwill with your mom. She sounds like a hoot. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny though is I didn't enjoy it. That's the that's the that's the part that like I don't. Like you look back and think, why didn't I, like growing up, I was just like, I don't want to wear garage sale clothes, you know, like just life changes your perspective on things, on how you see it now, you know, like, what does that matter? What, like, what do, what do clothes matter? Like as far as brand name or any, they don't. And so, yeah, I, I enjoy it now. My, my youngest son, like there's so many things like, I don't know if you do that. Look at your kids and go, that's just like my mom. Like, I can't believe you're, you enjoy that. Or you like doing it like that. Or you taught, you said that, or, you know, Oh, for sure. That you wonder how in the world did they really get that trait? So, <laughs> but no, for sure. I, I can, I can see it in some of the stuff my kids do and some other, just the way that they are. So I think that's awesome. That's, you know, kind of how we, we can see the legacy being passed down. So I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the show is called Pearls from My Mom. So I always like to get people's pearls of wisdom. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a phrase or something that she said. But, you know, is there a particular piece of advice or a pearl of wisdom that your mom passed down to you that, that you know, has changed you or has affected you quite a bit? You know, um, I'm sure there are a ton, but one thing that keeps coming up and I don't, I don't know, I don't know that I still apply it, but I can remember her telling me all the time, this too shall pass. Like put it in perspective. It's not, it, this is not gonna, this is not gonna ruin your life. You know, um, I'm sure she, I'm sure I'm the one she said it to most because so many things that I just as growing up was like acting like you know life's never gonna be the same for whatever <laughs> had happened you know but she would always say this this too shall pass and so um I think with what's everything going on in the world and just this life is hard um I think you ha I having to have that kind of perspective of realizing tomorrow's gonna be better if it's not the next day will, you know, it is going to be better at some point. So and I think that in the grief, that part was really, I mean, like knowing that I, especially in that first year uh, and in that, those first week, um, trying to think of how in the world you could talk about her without sobbing mm -hmm. um, or feeling like, like, yeah, like you could, that it, that it would, that that kind of pain would lift not that it's not that I miss her any less you know um but just that I can breathe I mean really I mean the grief is that hard just that you can that and being able to 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 know or to have it in perspective because at the time in the middle of it you don't see that there's any way like I can remember that first year not having any way to be able to envision how I could be in five years with her gone. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I do, I always like to talk to people about their grieving process, not because I want you to relive it or anything, but I mean, I think if people are listening and maybe they're, they're working through their own grief, I think it's nice to know that they're not alone. So, I mean, how, how has your grieving process gone? How are you doing with it? You know, how, how has the last five years been for you? Yeah, so the first, um, the first year was a real, I mean, it was just so, so hard. Um, it was just like this, it was a, a lot of work just to take care of the daily tasks. You know, it was just like this heavy, heavy, um, heavy grief. Uh, but then I felt like we went, we like hit, hit those one year anniversaries. Um, and I, I think because I pushed myself through it, um, like I didn't just ignore it and go on. Like I let myself have those moments of like, or those hours of uncontrollable sobbing, you know, or those sentimental things. Um, we did a lot of things like right after the funeral, we went and spent some time down at the uh, a beach house as a family, just because that was one of her favorite places. Um, a few months after we took a trip together as a family and a lot of those things just brought healing because we forced ourselves to do it, you know, to push through it. Um, some of her traditional things, you know, one year we, she was a Christmas sweater fanatic, mm -hmm. which has been great because, you know, those ugly Christmas sweaters are a big deal now. Like where the, as a matter of fact, my son wore one of her sweaters as a freshman in high school last Christmas and got them a, the ugliest sweater award. But, um, like one year for Christmas, we, uh, we all put on all, like she had so many, she, I mean, she got them at the Goodwill. So, um, <laughs> that we all, I mean, there were like 25 of us in her Christmas sweatshirts and sweaters and we took a picture, you know? And so, um, making ourselves, making myself do those things that I would rather just stick my head in the sand and skip over it and not acknowledge it. Um, I can see now how embracing the really hard in the beginning has made it like made the process a much healthier process, if that makes sense. Um, I was an angry elf. <laughs> I mean, like when, when I got really sad that's how it came like angry like the anger was immense like um and I really never thought I would heal from that I mean I can remember thinking I'm gonna be mad at those doctors like forever because like if I saw them I mean like I could hit things I could kick things I could just that would be my and and I don't feel that anymore so I I can see when they say the stages you know um that they're I mean it's it's a hundred percent true. And, but the, there's definitely no rhyme or reason to any of it or to the things that would trigger it or the things that like ridiculous things that can trigger it. And the interesting thing to me also was, um, me, myself and my siblings all did it different. Like, and it was kind of, fr that's how I realized like the healthy, like pushing myself to go through the, the, like the sentimental things and to embrace them instead of just ignoring them and trying to skip over them like holidays and those kind of things um as ridiculous as we seemed I'm sure um 
I had one brother that did not do that. Like he, he like more or less stuck his head in the sand. And so then three years after she was gone, four years after she was gone, he was being faced with the things and, and it was irritating because I was like, why are you doing? And I realized it's because he was stuck in that part of the grief process that he hadn't pushed himself through. And so it was almost like he was grieving four years later. Like I had grieved the first year. Does that make sense? Like totally. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think some of that, um, just trying to embrace her being gone, like embrace, like actually identifying the things, the gaps that she left, you know, the has just, it, it helps. I don't know. I don't, I'm not even like, Talking through it right now with you is probably, I'm sure I've talked through it with, with people, but like every time you talk through something, you kind of get another little aha moment. Like that's why that went like that. So oh, for sure. I think that, that's what I'm realizing. I think it's been a lot easier to navigate those places, the gaps that she left since they were identified so early. Yeah, does that like... We identified this is why this sucks. This is why this hurts. I mean, this is why we don't want to do this. Oh, it's because that's what, you know, okay, so now what are we going to do instead of just avoiding whatever it was? So I think that makes total sense. I think, you know, and like you said, everybody is a, a bit different in their grief. But if somebody, let's say somebody out there is listening and they're, you know, trying to work on them, their own grief, what's, what would be like one thing that you think? I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not putting any pressure on you or anything like that, but like, what would be one thing that you could say to them that you, you think might help? I think journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of journaling. Um, I did a lot of, I, I think talk, talking. I mean, I realized, I, I mean, I guess there are people who don't heal by talking to other people, but I don't really believe it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think talking through it, like just, having that person that knows that it's never off limits, you know, like you're gonna, you're gonna talk about it and talk and just talk and you don't necessarily need someone to talk back to you. They just need to listen. So I think that, I think that would be the biggest, the biggest thing, because I think sometimes we have, we just have to get out of our, we have to get out of our own minds um, because, so much of it can, we can turn it on ourselves. We can, you know, beat ourselves up about things or, you know, just, I think it can just get distorted. Your grief can get distorted. Um, does that make sense? Because it can, things you can kind of talk yourself into thinking you're not normal or, um, you know, like it didn't make any sense. Some, some way you feel, or, you know, there's been a lot of things that, um, talking through and that's probably been the, the good part about my family is us, us talking through those things is um we're able to call each other out on no that's not really how that went you know or um you know just processing it mm-hmm. so and I would even say you know if you don't have that person find a counselor you know find a counselor that you can just talk through it totally. so that it doesn't because I also think in grief, because I've walked through some other grief recently in the past year, um, you can develop some really bad habits. Mm-hmm. And even when you're not like officially grieving anymore, those negative 
patterns of how can affect all areas of your life still. Oh. So I'm told I'm a huge proponent proponent of, you know, like you said, if, if, and like, even, you know, my husband, I could talk to him forever. I could, you know, but like, I don't want to put all that on him. So, you know, get yourself a therapist. Like I'm a super, right. I'm a super huge proponent of that. And I think that it's right. helpful because you do, sometimes you do feel like, Oh, this is weird. Like it's weird for me to think this way or like, how could I have this emotion or whatever? And then you talk it over with somebody and they're like, yeah, that's super legit. It, it really does help. So I, I think you're right. I think that's great advice. So yeah. Now, just to kind of wrap it up, does she, I always like to ask this question and some people think it's weird. Actually, nobody's really thought it's super weird yet, but I just, I'm curious <laughs> what your relationship is with her now that she's gone. Do you feel like she visits you? I mean, how do you stay connected to her now? Um, that is, you know, I hadn't really, like sometimes some- we like say, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say some people, like I've had a few dreams about my mom and I wake up, I feel like I've just seen her. I'm like one of those people right. when I see like Cardinals, I'm like, that was totally my mom. <laughs> like, you know, right. I, I know right. it's a little weird, but it's, I mean, somewhat spiritual and things like that. So I'm just curious. I'm always curious if I'm the only one that, that has that. No, I definitely have. Um, I dream about her and strange, like I dream, I dream about her a lot. Um, I did a lot more the first year, but, um, I'm trying to say, I know that there's like, I know I have a specific example that would probably fill in great that I just am not thinking of right off the top of my head. Um, my dad though told me this week that he had a dream about her. Um, and it's funny cause we're just like, yeah, uh-huh. That was mom. Of course it was. We joked, um, when she passed away cause we were all being completely, you know, I mean, we're grown adults, but we were like losing our minds, like five-year-olds who, you know, I mean, like we we're being ridiculous, but we literally had brought her home. We were beside her, um, the whole time, like literally holding her hand beside her. And we literally had just walked into the kitchen, like one by one, the last person had just walked into the kitchen. Cause we were talking about breakfast. Um, we had no idea that she was like that close to like leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and we come back in and she's gone and we were like, what the, you know, we're like, cousin her like, of course, of course she did. She was just like, oh my gosh, I got to get out of here. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it or, you know, like, I don't want it on the one person who, you know, didn't, uh, you know, it be them that was there with me or whatever. So you're just like, okay. She was like, okay, finally they're all gone. I'm out. <laughs> so it was just, but, um. I don't know. I, I am, um, a believer. And so I, I definitely think that there's going to be, uh, a time that I'm going to see her again in heaven. And so I think that's what, that's where, that's what I hold on to. Um, so, and I, I definitely, there's definitely times I'm just like, mom, why, why look what you did, you know, those (laughs) kind of things. So I think that's totally normal. And, and I think that that's, I think it's great that you have, you know, a picture of her and that you've got that faith to hang on to. So, um, yeah, there in heaven. I think that's awesome. So real quick, Kelly, you have, I talked a little bit about it in the intro. You guys started a business together, you and your mom, and it's called then and now double takes. Yes. Right. And it's a photo. So 
I looked at your website and I think this is super cool. Like I'm definitely going to have to get one of these. Um, but I guess you could probably explain it better than I do, but I just want to say it's like really cool. Like you can take two photos and kind of like mesh them together, not in like a weird, yes. you describe it, you describe it. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we always would say, um, it's kind of like what you would think about the used to say it now it's everywhere, but like a Cracker Jack box card, like you look at, like you turn it this way and you see one picture and you turn it that way and you see the other like kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I can take, I take any two photos. Um, my mom would always say, so her favorite one, and I, I, I had, we had talked about this. Um, I wore her wedding dress, which was like, I made her life by doing that. Um, I had it altered a little bit off the shoulders, but so I have her black and white wedding photo and then my wedding photo. And so the way, in the way I was able to kind of line them up. So you look at it from one angle and you see her and you move past it, like steps, two steps to the right and you see me. And so um, that was really fun for her because she got to say, people would look up and go, oh my gosh, you look just like your mom. You know, and she, so I couldn't deny it because there were all these strangers, you know, telling her how much I looked like her. So <laughs> she loved that. She loved it a lot. So That's phenomenal, um, by the way, that you wore her wedding dress. Like I would, my mom was a hippie. So like her wedding dress was like a peach flower dress that she made herself. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. Did, I didn't wear that. And then I would love to have saved mine. But at the end of the night my, in my wedding, I spilled red wine all over my <laughs> dress. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's amazing. So that's that, and that's a really cool picture. And they can actually see that one on your website, I think, right? Yes, yes. That's mm -hmm. so. If people, so this is something that they like. I could order from you, and you could send, right? Yes, exactly. It's. I just try to make it as easy as possible. The website has where you can upload photos. Um, most everyone, when I started, um, which was over ten years ago, it's been I think twelve, eleven, twelve years ago. You know, there were still a lot of people that didn't know how to scan a photo we weren't as digitally um you know now people even because they have so many easy ways to put your old photos to make them digital you know scan them in have them on your computer so you can email them or mail me photos and um then I send that finished that finished photo back and you put a frame in it or put it in a frame and um they're really fun uh they're really fun gifts because I've had I had someone um that gave to her mom which was when I say her mom probably someone in her 80s a photo of her her mom and dad when they were young married and and then her mom and dad you know like their anniversary picture and her dad had passed and so she gives this to her mom and her mom thinks when she opens it she just thinks it's a normal picture mm -hmm. and so that's that's the power of it is being able to put all that to it it's like it brings it all together um oh that is and so, so that is so, so cool. So, so yeah. I'm sold. I want some of these. So how do I, <laughs> how do people get a hold of you? What's the website? You know, like, let it give us. Yeah. So it's, um, it's then and now double takes like T-H-E-N and then A-N-D N-O-W and double takes with an S at the end dot com. Um, everything's right there to order through the website or I'm also then and now double takes at yahoo.com as an email. So there's a way to contact me direct through the website too. So, okay, perfect. So I'll link yeah. that up on the at the bottom of the show notes that I. Oh, awesome! Week. So I am so happy that you came here and chatted with me today, Kelly. Well, came here like you're there and I'm here, but you know, yeah, you get it. Oh, came together. <laughs> That's great. I'm so happy that you did this, and it was so nice to talk to you. Your mom sounds like she would have just 
she would have been super fun. Like I said, I would have gone goodwill in with her and, and I definitely <laughs> Mexican food with her. Um, cause that's, yeah. cool. and it sounds like you're doing really well and you've got a lot of really good advice. And so I just so appreciate you coming on here. Well, I appreciate you doing this. I think it's, it's been even five years later, it's helpful to spend some time just being able to, to honor her life and, and her legacy. So yay. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Well, that was super fun chatting with Kelly. And I think that there are a lot of really good things that we could learn from Kelly's mom. You know, one, I think the one takeaway that I really enjoyed from that is to just live your life and just go for it. You know, she said her mom wasn't afraid to go for things. And I think that that is an incredible quality. So I'm really appreciative for Kelly for coming today. And if you do have a chance, you should really check out her website. It is very cool, this this picture thing that we were talking about. Uh, her website is thenandnowdoubletakes.com. I'll put the link in the show notes there. It's really cool. And if you're my family, then you you know probably know what you're going to be getting from me for Christmas. So go check that out. Very cool stuff. Um, if you're enjoying the show, thank you for listening, first of all. If you're enjoying the show, I would love it if you could do a couple things to support me. One thing would be to share amongst your friends. And especially if you know somebody that's you know in the same situation, they're grieving, they've lost their mom, share the show with them. There may be a nugget or two in here that would help them along the way. And that is the whole entire reason I started this thing. And if you or anybody that you know would like to be on the show, please feel free to get in touch with me. I would love to have you on talking about your mom. So definitely do that. I'll give you all the contact info in a second. If you've been listening and you feel like you want to rate the show, uh, you can go onto iTunes and you can, you know, give us the five star rating or, you know, whatever you want, but five star is always good. Um, it helps. There's an algorithm, blah, blah, blah. It's like a whole thing. Anyway, it would be really nice if you could go on and rate and just take a few seconds to do that. And other than that, you can, um, you know, tell your friends, share it with them. And I would love to connect with you more. So I've got a Facebook page, Pearls from My Mom. I've got a Facebook group. It's a small private group, very small, very small. And it's just to continue on conversations like this, uh, you know, in a safe space where there's no trolling or anything like that. So if you or anybody you know would like to join that, you just shoot me a message. Um, I would be happy to put you in the Facebook group. You can hit me up by email. My email, I have two emails you can check out. There's one, Pearls from My Mom at gmail.com or you can do uh, share s-h-a-r-e not share the singer uh, at pearls from my mom.com my name's jesse and you can find me on twitter at pearls from my mom instagram at pearls from my mom either way come connect with me this is the whole reason i started this podcast and i'm just so thankful that there are people out there like yourself that are listening so Thanks again for listening, and as always, keep sharing to keep the legacy alive.